fade you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. This is fade you. What's going on, moms and dads? Welcome to the latest episode of the Fade You Podcast, episode 178. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us and checking out our show. Make sure you support the show. Retweet this, like this, tell your friends, subscribe. If you're on the YouTube, uh, subscribe to that as well. Give it a like, all that good stuff. We appreciate your guys' support, as always. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at Fade You Sports. YouTube link is in the Twitter profile, so check that out. All the all the pods are are available on video as well. So love to bring that to you guys. My name is Matthew James, and before we get to our guest, we'll introduce the dads who are here. Kmart is here in, in that that just beautiful background for those watching on the video. Kmart, when did you learn to p- play the piano? I've always known, just haven't oh, done yeah. it in years. Just that natural talent. It's uncanny. Beautiful. A lot of things people don't know. Ooh. That's a tease right there. Maybe I'm an he idiot, is, but I'm trying to figure out how to retweet the show, and it's just not here. It's got to be on the Twitter. It's got to be on our he Twitter. You didn't tag me, and that's because, well, somebody failed. Somebody failed today at social media. Matthew? Par, par for the course for this show. So, Yay, there Kmart, it is. Oh, there my is. name is there, but there's no at. Oh. Way we'll to go, it. guys. It's retweeted now. You just got to be smarter <laughs> than StreamYard and Twitter. Got it. <laughs> what a go. day. Kmart is on Twitter at Kmart's underscore angles. Chris Duke is here as well in the smock. Dad, I thought you uh, I thought you maybe retired the smock and, and traded it in. Is this just special no, occasions? I, I was thinking of the great times with Kelly in Vegas for uh, March Madness. And uh, for a few games there, it was pretty lucky. You know, what, what were you cheering for? Pretty Matt? sure I tried to set that smock on fire like <laughs> yeah. day two. And I was like... <laughs> Throwing yeah. in the trash. Thursday was to... good, and then Friday she wanted it gone. But, uh, yeah, so we're back. And, you know, we had to go to work. It's week 15. You got to, you know, get your tool belt on and uh, dig through some games and uh, find some winners. It looks good on you still, Dad. He's on Twitter at HazmatSuit23 because he takes the most disgusting poop you can imagine. So give Chris a follow. Get his uh, poopy plays every now and then. So our guest today, we haven't had Kelly on in a while. She's Kelly Stewart. You know, she's at Kelly in Vegas on Twitter. You know her from Barstool Sports. She's on Money Shots with Megan Making Money. You know her from Wager Talk as part of Bet On It. And of course, from The Hustle with some of our, our very, very best friends. Kelly, thanks for hanging out with us. How you doing? Yeah, life's good. I'm going to keep muting myself because my French Bulldog is snoring so loud. I know you guys, my mic is picking her up. She's just staring at me now. Like, what is, why? What's the problem? Um, so I'm going to say muted. And it also keeps me from just, you know, randomly interrupting like I do to Trig every single week on The Hustle. No Trig today, though, on The Hustle, right? Wasn't it such a better show without Trig? Like, I said that afterwards. I'm like, oh. why isn't it us four that do it every single week? Uh, no, we love Trig, uh, but I love Chris's impression of Trig. Can we get one? Yeah, Can we get another We're mad at you. Me and Joey Cheese text you yesterday you don't respond he's done with you but uh yeah i don't know uh, which one should i do the one where I, if we text him he's like yeah i just can't get there with that team you know uh <laughs> or should we do the one where he hates flying i'm not flying i i yeah it's just i'll drive 
but I'm not flying. I'm not looking forward to this, Kelly. Okay. But I'm looking forward to have a margarita with you. And uh... <laughs> I can't. So we're sitting at Benihana. Shout out John Murray for the Benihana comp because I only lost like, you know, seven or eight dimes. So to get a free dinner from Benihana was totally worth it. Uh, during that March Madness, it was uh, an absolute obliteration of my bankroll for that week that I was there with you guys. Uh, but we're sitting at Benihana and we had played a golf tournament that day. We had a meet and greet that day. There was a lot of high noons consumed because the Viva, unfortunately, uh, got stolen by FedEx. A lot of drama in that trip. But uh, we're sitting at Benihana having a great time. And uh, yeah, that. and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Chris busts out this trig impression. And I'm pretty sure I spit my drink all over the uh, hot table. <laughs> After the golf course, too, for you, after you threw water and said, well, now do the trig impression in 110-degree heat. Drunk. Yeah, you're welcome. I just thought you guys needed to cool off. Yes. <laughs> we love you, Trig. Uh, we, no Trig on the hustle today, so we thought the least we could do was give you the trig impression, courtesy of Chris Duke. How's, did Joe Ranieri bust one out? Did he have his trig impression? He already? did not bust one out, uh, but it would have been hilarious if he did. He He's busted one out before. No, it was crazy because basically us four disagreed on a lot of games. It, it's not often that that happens. Uh, so that can go one of two ways. It's going to be a really great week for all of us. It's going to be a really bad week for all of us, but at least uh, we're going to do it together. Man, we, we've had our fair share of those where in our – in our contest we're in, we've had multiple dads on the same side several times. Like, Chris, we always say it. Oh, man, there's three of us on the same one. What could possibly go wrong? Those are always the L's, it feels like. Yeah, it does. You, you never want to be – I always call it the sharp square side. And I'm not calling myself a sharp, but I'd like to think that we're not just some average Joe sitting at a bar on Sundays putting in last-minute bets. You know, I'm betting on Monday. I'm betting on Tuesday. And I don't like to talk to my friends. Really, I don't. I really don't. I, I, we have fun in the group chat. We can talk about some games, but I hate it because I think sometimes you respect those people, uh, whether it be just in general or from a betting perspective, and it can kind of sway your opinion. You might get talked to in a game you might not have normally bet, and next thing you know, you got a losing ticket in your pocket. That's usually what happens at Trig. I usually only jump on Trig's <laughs> losers, and same thing with CT, and then all of a sudden it's like, Everybody in the group chat just piles on Trig. Uh, like today, he gave out France minus one. And I'm like, mm, I kind of like the draw. I'm not going to touch it. And, of course, easy winner for Trig. Typical. Well, let's talk some NFL Week 15. Kelly, what's this time of year like for you where college football, bowl season literally starts in a couple of days. We've got NFL winding down here before the playoffs, just a few weeks left in the regular season. We're starting to dip our toe in college basketball a little bit. How busy is this for you? Oh, by the way, we got Christmas time. Christmas is in 11 days. I can't wait. I'm going to be on an island for Christmas, not with anybody that I'm supposed to care about. It's going to be amazing. Uh, I just need a vacation from all these vacations I've been taking, I've decided. Uh, but in long story short, uh, I did offer to host Christmas. Now it's just turning into Christmas Eve. So I'm still going to like be nice to people and hang out with them and feed them excessive amounts of food and booze, but it's just going to be the day before. So I would say uh, it's going to be busy because there's just a lot going on. But I do think it's important to keep your focus on what you're good at. College football was not an amazing year like it was a year prior, but it was still really good. And to go out on a high note and not to dive too deep into some of these BS bowl games, if you will. Uh, I've played four bowl games so far, and there's a lot. Look, we're looking at, just for example, one of the very first ones, the Fenway Bowl. 
You've got both coaches gone. You've got quarterbacks sitting out. You've got players opting out. You've got guys declaring for the draft. You have so many different things going on here. And I will openly admit it. I have a terrible number on Purdue, you guys. I bet Purdue plus six and I bet four bowl games with the openers. K-State, KU, Tulane, and Purdue. I've got nice little CLV trophies on three out of the four. Uh, pretty sure Purdue, last I looked, was up to 10 and a half. Like, thanks, Jeff Brom. Appreciate you just opting out less than 24. Not, not opting out. Obviously, you took a new job. But same thing. Like, th this is frustrating. And then you have players saying they're going to opt out, like the Western Kentucky quarterback, and then coming back. And then you've got uh, guys at, like, KU. I actually thought we'd see Daniels go to the transfer portal. But I'm going to guess uh, Leopold convinced him not to do so. And he's going to be playing. But would it surprise me if all of a sudden a week before the bowl game, he's like, nah, you guys, I think uh, I got a, I got a call from X coach and I, I'm out. No, at this point, like college football is a goddamn free for all. And I'm not going to be a part of it anymore. I've already got one losing ticket in pocket before the game's even been played. I am going to do the opposite of what I do during the regular season. And I'm going to wait because instead of getting the best of this number that I didn't obviously get with Purdue, I'd rather have the best of the information. Because until you know who's playing, who's not playing, who's opting out, who's coaching, who's not coaching, it's really hard to actually handicap. We're talking about coaches who now all of a sudden are missing key offensive coordinators, guys that have been calling the plays all year long are all of a sudden not going to be coaching in the bowl game because they got a better job. How do you quantify that? I don't, I don't believe that you can. You can put it in your notes and you can say okay yeah maybe the guy the quarterback coach who's now filling in and is going to call the plays is well he's been with this said head coach for five years so I'm not going to call this a drop-off all right uh, there's a lot so college football is now on the back burner college basketball full steam ahead NFL there's going to be a lot to be made of uh, motivation uh, playoffs must win games we're going to hear about you know whether the cream really rises to the top but you still have those divisional underdogs that still hate their opponent that have a chance to play spoiler. And so I'm really sifting through NFL. I'm going to be even more limited than I have been. I'm still going to play those divisional unders. But as far as I'm concerned, basketball season's here. Make your free throws. That is, of course, unless I have the unders. Then please don't make your free throws. <laughs> Just miss as many as possible. We love clanks. Speaking of college football, our college football preview, we're going to record tomorrow with Joey Cheese. Cheese will be back with Chris, with Kmart, and with the Bucket Boys. So that'll be tomorrow at 4.30 Pacific. So look out for that. But let's talk some NFL. You mentioned division games, a few of them this week. Uh, is that kind of your first look, Kelly? Or do you have a game? I mean, no buys this week. We've got the full slate of teams with only four weeks left in the regular season. Give us one that you uh, are really looking at this weekend. So uh, I've been tweeting this for basically, I think, since like week five or week maybe four Ralph Michaels that does bet on it with me was like, Hey, you need to be keeping an eye on, you know, certain trends. Right. And some of those have fizzled out and we've seen some regression, but the one that hasn't fizzled out is those divisional unders. We saw some regression last week. They went three and four, which was not great, but they didn't go all in seven. So we're back on them. There's five this week. They are still 60.3% against the spread on the season, uh, starting with Thursday night football. So I have all five of those. Yes. I blindly play them. Yes. I play them on Mondays. And most of them are already at least a half point worse than I played them at. Notice these uh, just unders in the NFL this year have been hitting at almost 58 and a half percent. 
I think it's 58.4%. I'd have to double check that after last weekend. So just keep an eye there. Uh, love the under tomorrow night uh, in Seattle. Also have a slight lean towards the dog there. We know Brock Purdy isn't 100%, uh, but I miss a three and a half. And I hate having a side and a total on the game because, of course, if you have a team, you want them to score points. If you have an under, you want nobody to score points. So uh, I'd already bet the under. Uh, like I said, missed the three and a half on Seattle, so just going to stay away. A couple of really good teaser spots as well this week, uh, the Ravens and the Steelers. The Bills scares the shit out of me. Just teasing the Bills down below a field goal scares the crap out of me because what could go wrong? It's freezing cold in Buffalo. Miami hates to travel there. Yeah, well, it, that does scare me, but I did tease those other two. Uh, as far as... Any other sides besides a best bet, which I'm obviously saving, uh, a lot of really sharp guys on the Panthers, but I missed the two and a half. So I am kind of just in this weird spot. And then I do like the Jags. Jags down uh, from the opener of six. We're not even seeing fours pop up on the odd screens. So if you like the Jags, you better bet them now. I think this is a really interesting spot. And at first when I looked, I was like, ooh, this is kind of a, a sell high on the Jags after uh, them beating the Titans last week. But this is really just a get-right a get game. Two weeks in a row, Jags back at home. They can pull off a win. Cowboys just a little overrated. I know Joe Ranieri just gave up the over um, on bet on it today. That is his best bet, but you should still go watch the show. Outside of that, I'm a little apprehensive about this week. There is a, not a lot for me to love. Let's talk Jags really quick because I, I want to ask you, do you put much into look-ahead spots the Cowboys go to the Jacksonville. We talked about this on our recap show on Sunday night. Dallas is going on this trip to Jacksonville. And then, of course, next week they've got their game of the year hosting Philly. Kind of a similar situation for Philly where they've got to go play shitty Chicago on the road. And then they're going to Dallas next week. Do you put much stock into, like, game before huge game, especially against a bad team? Absolutely. There's so many great situational spots now. Some are better in college than they are in the NFL. To say that professional athletes get caught looking ahead is maybe a farce, but they do. We saw it last week. I played the Panthers, and I was like, Marco, this is your sandwich game? Well, guess what a sandwich game is this week? The freaking Bears. You think I would have bet against the Eagles after what I just saw in person on Sunday? Let me tell you, I walked outside of the suite for about two minutes. Eagles scored a touchdown. I walked inside. I walked right back out. They scored again. I go, I'm not going to stand out here and freeze. I'm going to sit in here and eat sushi and drink high noons and watch Red Zone about all the other games I actually care about because fuck this game. It was that bad. The Eagles throttled them. Do you think anybody wants to step in front of the Eagles right now? Not it. I don't think I'm going to be able to get to the window on the Bears. They are disgusting. Yeah, I know you are. Go ahead. <laughs> no, Matt, did that go into your handicapping last week? Because you were on the Panthers last week and you well, love that fade spot when the team's about to be on Thursday night football division that you were all over that and uh, not a very sharp play. And yeah, I mean, obviously you, like Kelly said, I lean Seahawks too tomorrow night. I'm questioning if I'm going to put it in, obviously we have to submit for the contest, all five of them. Um, like, like she said, that hook is gone. The contest made it three. So uh, just, do you want to sack up and submit, um, you know, three days, before but uh i think they have walker back right so maybe you know kenneth can run the ball a little bit better than they did against the panthers so we'll we'll see 
<laughs> you would think uh, something like situationally, and this is obviously, you know, week 15. So if you didn't get this information earlier, I'm sorry, but I did used to own um, a proxy service in Vegas and people would always ask me like, what are your thoughts on Thursday? I'm like, you better love Thursday. And especially like some of the weird years, like the COVID year, or um, when we would hear of quarterbacks, like in week 17, not playing things like that, it completely floods the market. Right. And so you've got to be really careful that you don't put your play in on, you know, Thursday at two o'clock and then something completely detrimental happens Friday. So I always tell people, if you want to play the Thursday night game, you better love it. And as far as the contest goes, because you're really cutting yourself we out of at least 36 hours of information. Yeah, we haven't uh, done too many this year. I don't know, Kmart's maybe done one or two. My, my partner and I did one. The Panthers at home, home dogs against the Falcons. That was a good result for us. So yeah, you have to really love it. I do, I do really like this this spot. I do just because, uh, well, I mean, has Matt right? Yeah, I think I'm gonna do it. But uh, Matt, yeah, are you? I think I kind of want to do the Bears too. I mean, Oof. the Bears I mean, is right up your alley. I don't know if I have the stomach <laughs> yeah. for it. I think I have I think to. We're on the Bears. Fourteen. Do you like it, Kmart Bears? Yeah, I have it down, and so does Neil. Um, pr pretty much for what you were just discussing, look ahead spot. Eagles have been looking so good. Kelly said it, who wants to get in front of them? Bears off a bye. You know, it, it all comes down to how is Field's shoulder. Yep. And what is the Eagles defense gonna gonna actually do towards him? Because he's gonna run. That's all he's gonna do. And he's gonna hand it off. The receivers have gotten better, but it is that look ahead to the Cowboys. And you could argue both of them are looking ahead to each other, but if the Cowboys lose, what are they actually looking forward to? That division's over with the loss. So they can't, they don't, they can't afford it as much as the Eagles can. You know, it's, it's interesting because the reason why the Giants were, was my best bet last weekend is because I thought we would see the Giants be able to run all over this Eagles team. The Eagles are very vulnerable on the ground. And so you're right, Justin, uh, Justin Fields is a huge question mark to me. Huge. If he's not able to be a dual threat quarterback, in this game, it could get really ugly. Plus, they've been so bad as home dogs. So bad. I think they might be one of the worst home dog teams in the NFL. I'd have to, like, look up the data. But every time I bet them as a home dog, just absolutely atrocious. I think dog in general. I think over the yeah. last two years, they're the worst team as a dog. Yeah. that's I, I, and I didn't even up. need to look that up. I knew wow. that from my own personal pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that's what Chris loves. Chris loves pain, so you know he'll be on the, the most disgusting of them. Let's switch to Thursday Night Football. You guys have both talked about liking Seattle. Kyle, why don't you make the case for the 49ers here? I mean, I don't know if people are getting – people maybe already have three and a half. I, it looks like it might be three at this point. You want to make the case for the Niners <laughs> and just play devil's advocate? Well, let's put it this way. I was texting Joey Cheese and, and Chris on Sunday – and we're talking about this game. And I was like, I will bet you head to head right now if you give me what the line was two hours ago at one and a half. Yeah. But at three, three and a half, I was like, I can't touch it. Um, I kind of like I the fact they made it three and one of our teammates actually likes the Niners, you know, even at three and a half. So there's a chance we actually might play it. Um, but for me, it's it's iffy. The Niners suffered obviously consequential losses last week apart from Debo Samuel they lost two on their defensive line so their depth is hurt Armstead's still there which is the catalyst for why you cannot run on them 
but he's not 100%. So without that depth, it makes it very shaky when you have Kenneth Walker, who has looked like a freaking stud when he's been healthy. So that's that's kind of where I leave it at, and it makes it really hard. I want to I want to fade all the noise of uh, Brock Purdy's oblique, no Debo Samuel. They still have more weapons than God, but I'm still a little wary going into Seattle. Still hard place to play. Both teams are playing for everything. Niners know if they beat them, their season's done. They can't win the division, and their playoff hopes are in jeopardy. And Seattle knows that. And if I know anything about Pete Carroll, he knows how to get get a ball club ready. Yeah, I and think how that's to motivate. Interesting, Kmart. But another thing is, is that you guys have a two game lead on them, correct? Uh, at this point, yeah. So in theory, if let's just say let's just say the rumors are true that Purdy's not one hundred percent right, that we know that um, you guys are missing a couple key guys. Does he really want to take the chance of getting somebody hurt? Let's just say you guys, hypothetically, let's just say you guys go out there and it's 21-10, okay? And, uh, you know, Shanahan is not the, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but at least from my personal opinion, he's not the nail in the coffin guy. He doesn't keep his foot on the gas. And that's where that back door, even at 17-10, if it ends up 17-14, I cash my under. I don't care what happens. I mean, I said the same thing last week. They go up 28 nothing, and then second half scores seven points. I want to see them put their foot on someone's throat. But not very like, many teams do that. No, no, not at all. And and yeah, I mean, that that that's definitely a possibility. I mean, especially with teams going for two nowadays. Um, and, and that and that's not the reason I won't play it, but it's just I I feel like there's motivation there, but it's really the defensive line injuries that kind of kind of keeps me away from it just because they're they're they, they become so thin and I love Armstead and it's so hard to run with him there, but I don't think he's playing hundred percent of their defensive snaps because yeah, they win this game. They can, they can then take three weeks off and get everybody healthy. And then they can kind of scoreboard watch what the Vikings are doing because they can still get the two seed. But apart from that, it's, it's kind of a stay away well, from Well, the, the Vikings are regressing like a uh, right. like oh, a lot, oh. obviously. And and listen, the dorks on Twitter have been saying that for weeks. But something I also like to look at and as far as my handicap goes is the look-ahead lines. So, like, pretty much our, our good friend John Murray's done it for years, right? But now, all of a sudden, we're starting to see a lot of other books. Either they might not do every game, but they at least have games of the year, right, up on, um, up on the board in, like, July. But – this was interesting. I just looked. San Fran was a four and a half point favorite at uh, Seattle. Let me double check that. Maybe they're a four and a half point dog. Sorry. They were a four and a half point favorite at Seattle to start the year. So let's see what the difference is, right? The main difference is, well, Seattle's a lot better than we thought they were. Uh, congrats to Pete Carroll for basically being the Bill Snyder of the NFL this year. Geno Smith, better than we thought. Obviously, no Trey Lance. Obviously, no Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I just kind of have to wonder, is Brock Purdy really only a one-and-a-half-point drop-off from those other two? They their, their argument is because it's a system offense that they can plug okay. and play. But, but we've seen that with Bathard and Mullen, and that's why without Jimmy G, Shanahan can't win a game. Like So I, I'd argue against that, but granted – they have McCaffrey now. 
They do have a healthy Kittle. Ayuk's playing like a pro bowler. But then when you take away Debo, it takes away what they what they can actually do lining up Debo and McCaffrey. And that's what makes it tough on those linebackers. It just creates space. Um, but kind of why I like the Niners last week is Purdy coming in as a rookie. It's still a West Coast offense, get the ball out quick. And I, I can see them being very successful. I don't want to go back to week three or whatever it was, but. I just, it just scares me because Brock Purdy, maybe he made one mistake, threw a pick or fumbled or did something. It's like right. almost like we're all waiting to see him do something wrong because he is Mr. Irrelevant and all these things. Does that concern you at all as a Niners fan? Yeah. I mean, I, I said last week, part of my cap was he can, with the way the defense is playing, he can have one mistake. And I think they'd still be fine and cover that. But two, it would be in jeopardy. But going on the road in Seattle, I don't know how big this injury is. Yeah, I mean, I could see, I could see a strip sack, some type of pick six. Maybe it's they don't get the touchdown, but set them up in good field position. That just flips. I mean, we've seen it in a lot of games where a team can control. Even if you go back last season, Niners absolutely controlling the game, but somehow we're only up seven, nothing then get waxed in the second half. So it's, it, you're always just one play away from just pure catastrophe in the NFL. This will be an interesting one for Purdy. I saw somebody make a good point. The two teams he's played so far. He came, comes into the game against Miami plays Tampa. Those are both kind of blitz heavy teams and Seattle does not blitz a lot. They're one of the lowest blitz rate teams in the league. So they're going to play more coverage. So it'll definitely be a different look for Purdy. And part of the reason I was on the Bucks last week, which was one of my biggest losses of the season was, all right, experienced defensive coach, Todd Bowles. He's going to dial some stuff up, some stuff up for this seventh round rookie. Right. And I guess I would just trust Pete Carroll to put some stuff together to really shake this guy a little bit. And, and let's see, I mean, Purdy came in against Miami looked fine, looked great last week against Tampa I think most people are going to bet against him to keep it rolling, but hey, it's a great story if he does. So we shall see. Kelly, let's go back to another team that that a lot of people are maybe going to not be able to get to the window on. Teams that have looked real bad lately. Miami took care of a lot of teams, easier teams at home. Then they go kind of get handled pretty easily by San Francisco. Really look bad in prime time against the Chargers. Tua was awful. What was he? Three of three of 17 at one point or some shit you like division dogs Miami going into Buffalo I think is this over seven is that what the is it seven and a half or is it seven, seven and I a guess half. either way irregardless can you get to the window on Miami shout out Joe yeah right uh listen Miami is great in their division right like they just are they have been for the last couple of years they've always played people tough namely in Miami. This is it's going to be freaking cold in Buffalo again this week. And Buffalo is never an, an easy place to play. I think this is what I'm going to say about this game because I'm not getting involved. I don't even think I can tease the Bills. Uh Miami's also been atrocious on the road this year. So I'm looking on that side, but I think the key to this game is if Miami wants to cover is they got to get to Josh Allen. The games where Josh Allen throws two interceptions, guess what? They get a big fat L. Ask the Vikings how to beat the Bills. Yeah. And over the last few weeks, Josh Allen has really cleaned it up. Since that Vikings loss, he's been a lot better. I mean, 
I don't know if he's still leading the league in interceptions or not. He was uh, just a few short weeks ago. There may be uh, somebody coming Matt up Ryan on his tail. Back up. <laughs> What's that? And then Matt Ryan went to Dallas. There you go. Yeah, Matt Ryan. My, Matt Ryan's helping him out. Uh, but all that being said, I want I want nothing to do with this game. I'm taking the under because it's a divisional game. Looks like it's going to be cold. Maybe a little bit of wind, and uh, I'm not going to overthink it. Chris, is Miami poopy this week? I, I don't know. I, I think it, the action looks a little split. I'm, I agree with Kelly. I'm probably going to stay away. They they beat them. They probably shouldn't have beat the Bills earlier this year, but they pulled it out somehow after getting outgained by hundreds of yards. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to stay away from it, just like the Giants and Commanders game with the rematch. I'm probably not going to touch that one either. Uh, but uh, Oh, come on. The bias low spot of the ugliest team of last week. I know, they but Giants are, Giants are kind of trendy. Why oh, did it I don't from, know. Everybody, everybody I've been talking to, they can't wait to bet the commies off a of buy. And I think it's the absolute under momentum killer. Yeah, uh, I I see both sides of it. I lean, of course, I lean road division dog, you know, which is obviously Miami and New York. Been, they've uh, been extremely profitable this year. The most yeah. profitable bet actually is division road 100%. dogs. And home dog, I think Matt pointed out, I think someone, Josh Applebaum pointed out, uh, home dogs of over three and a half or like over 60 something percent as well. So yeah, that's why we love dogs. We love poopy dogs and I'll get to what the one I'm betting that everybody will, I'm, I don't even know if anybody besides me will, I might, there might be like two people in the contest that. Let, that let's hear it, Chris. Too. Give us something absolutely disgusting. Well, are we getting into our, our plays? Well, Joe goes first. It. He's in the lead. Do you have Joe's play? I, I never got Joe's play. Joe had work, some work. Joe, shit, Joe told me, so sorry, Canby. I can't be on the show. I have to work. Like, I tell Chris, like, for weeks on end, I'm like, Chris, don't text me last minute. I'm exhausted. It's Wednesday. This is the worst day ever for me. My <laughs> hair is out. My makeup is off. And I said, give me, give me a heads up. He goes, all right, two weeks. 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, be there. And then Joe texted it. Oh, sorry, I have to work. I'm like, yeah. Thanks, Joe. I guess something came up and he's got like a, another week or two off after work. So they're like jam-packing. <laughs> of all course he does. He, he works less than anybody else I know. Plays more golf, Seriously. travels more, and doesn't work. Yeah. Just goes on his guy trip, plays five rounds. Lucky guy. But this one's for you. Joe, in the spirit of you taking over uh, inter- Matt Ryan interceptions last time he played, I'm going back to the well. Colts, it's disgusting. Dogs on Saturday, road dogs on Saturdays are fucking unreal. Um, I don't know. I didn't get, I love to have specific stats from like 2010 or on, but I heard they're like close to like 60 something, almost 70%, um, which makes sense. Uh, the the Ravens road division dog and then uh, Miami is the other one on Saturday so road division dog but yeah. yes, I'm doing I don't it. hate that plus like four I said, it's disgusting why yeah. is it only four I see well because every all the sharp guys are betting the Colts because they've been betting against the Vikings for weeks yeah and you know what they I bet the Colts three times this year and I'm three and oh Chiefs Eagles Raiders yeah. They are such a dare. Like oh, the, my God. I cannot them, believe. I, I did them, not even look them. at this game. I think it's a great, great uh, buy low after they just got 
blown out 50 to 10 or whatever the hell the final score was. Oh, and, Chris, uh, it was 33 nothing in the fourth quarter yeah. alone. I mean, they just got the shit kicked out of them by Dallas in that game. And then they go on their bye. So, yeah, the, people are going to look at that line and say, wait a sec, Minnesota's at home. Indy was just plus 11 and a half at Dallas. They're only plus four at Minnesota. What the fuck? So that that is a, a really, really baity line, I think. Yeah, Minnesota's defense is is gonna have to step up yeah. if they're gonna if they're gonna beat the Colts by a significant margin. Uh good news is it's early. Kirk Cousins thrives in early games. We'll yeah, see. that's a little scary. Ten o'clock Pacific time. But yeah, uh, I think he's we'll like eight I I'd have to look. I think he's like eight and three as a favorite at one and one o'clock Eastern games. In the last two years or something. I, I'd have to look. I saw somebody tweeted it. Yeah, this is I why I need to take screenshots of all the tweets. <laughs> I hate that team. Exactly. I hate that team. I gave out Lions last week and I just said nice. fuck Minnesota. They just I couldn't give out Lions. I was so late to the party. Well, I, we talked I, about that on our show that like is if you know if you think it's the right side, is it still worth taking at a little bit of a worse number? And I guess it's very situational. People that bought people that took Lions at at minus two and a half, still one. So, but you, yeah. you don't want to do that routinely, I guess. Yeah, well, I had the, the Vikings in a teaser and can't believe oh. how I lost that one. That was gross. Game was sitting on eight. Just end it. Just end it. Just end. This is your action. I actually retired. I stopped doing teasers after like week three. I said, Good I'm, for I'm, you. I'm, I'm Good retired. For you. Like, I, I, don't, I don't do it anymore. I don't blame you. And after the chart that Ralph just tweeted out, I might be done doing teasers. Uh, Arizona. Thanks for showing up in the second half on Monday night, you losers. I texted the group with Joey Cheese before that game. I said, hey, tell me how a, a cards teaser tonight with, I think, Ravens next week loses. Yep, I had Ravens. And then I watched the game, and, and I'm like, that's why I don't do it. Yeah. Yep. And, oh, by the way, they were to close out three other legs from Sunday. So I had uh, – I, you know, listen, sometimes you get overserved, and the sports book overserved me on the teasers, Okay. You got mushed by our, our new mush. Our oh, my God. Oh, we have a new mush? Guy. Yeah, remember I sent you his part, oh. his teasers, and you're like, tell me those aren't yours. <laughs> oh, you did send me that screenshot. I was like, what are you betting? He teased the, the cards up. So 10 point, 10 point Didn't teasers. Didn't you lose like four grand last week? Three, I think three or something. Yeah, yeah. Three or four. teasing through okay. zero. And teasing. He teased God. Miami. It's a plus three on Sunday night against the Chargers. I oh, saw that. <laughs> That's bad. Kmart, let's throw it over to you. Chris gave out Colts as kind of his favorite play. Do you have a favorite as you, you guys are looking at this week's slate? Yeah, I'm once again on one of those New York uh, football teams. So I'm going once again with the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Contest made it a pick, oh. which which I like because Monday I bet them at a pick. Um, and it, it's, it's mainly – defense you know i i feel everyone you know after last week lions going in beating the vikings to the average world how the fuck did that happen uh to us it was expected so now this week they're gonna come on them jets have been struggling i don't know if there's a quarterback controversy yet mike white who died twice on the field last week gets <laughs> resurrected not once but twice he's expected to play and somehow Flacco's backing him up, which is the funniest part of it all. But it's really the defense. I think they can do enough offensively, especially against the Lions, who have got better on defense, but still not great. 
but it comes down to the Jets defense. I think they're going to be able to shut them down. I mean, Chark having Chark back has really lit up that offense, but the corners that they have, the linebackers, the pressure they can get, I believe they're going to get enough. Giving me at this out of pick them, it's it's my best bet by a long shot. Unless I get another push, I get no points like the Giants two weeks ago. <laughs> no points. No, you know, that's right. One contest, you get a half a point. The other contest, you get no points. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that's scary. I don't want anything to do with it. Detroit's covered six straight. Jared Goff looks like the second coming of Joe Montana. Uh, but you're right. The Jets' pass defense should be able to give them some, give them some problems. But I will not be getting involved in the Jets. Let me tell you what happened the last time I bet the Jets. The only time in the last – Two years that I bet the Jets. Fumble six. Thank you, guys. Uh, Bye. See you later. I'm still pissed about two weeks ago, but somehow I still keep coming back to them. Yeah, no. Yeah. no they no, kicked no. the field just... Jets backers last week. Exactly. Oh, there you go. They sucked me out last week, finally. <laughs> yeah, that's a crazy one with that cover streak for Detroit. I, I just love Detroit. I love how Detroit plays. How can I you mean, not? I love I mean, Dan it's, Campbell. It's America's team great. right now. Yeah. Everybody would love to see the Lions in the playoffs. I'd rather have the no, Lions in the playoffs. Than I, the I have the Vikings in the NFC North. I do not want to see oh, the Lions in the playoff. I have that ticket too. Yeah, Vikings are cruising. That, that one's fine. Kelly, how about your best bet? Yeah, I'm disgusting. Uh, it, it's not as disgusting as the Colts or the Jets, but it's like right there. I was actually waiting for Chris to say this was going to be his best bet. Uh, I'm going to take the. Yeah, I'm going to take the team that's uh, you know dropped three straight. Of course, um, I am. In a buy low spot, if you will, right? It's not, it's, oh, it's okay. You going with with the the we are the Titans, the money. Yeah, I am going with the Titans and uh, Mike Vrabel, who plays better on the road than he does at home. This is actually not even a play on the Titans. This is a play against the Chargers, and I've been wanting to play against the Chargers several times this year. It sounds really bad, and Kmart can attest to this. Kmart asked me to join his fantasy team two years ago. I didn't like the <laughs> app. There wasn't enough action. I forgot to set my lineup. I, listen, I, I just need there to be a reason for me to care more about fantasy than my bets. And there's just never been a reason. Well, Johnny Detroit this year in our fantasy league just doubled the stakes. Um, so I'm in a $10,000 fantasy league and it is nerve wracking with thousands of dollars in bets, side bets every single week. I'm like such a little fish with all these sharks. And I have Justin Herbert on my fantasy team. And so typically I never really cared about betting against. And when you need Justin Herbert to score 30 points, the last thing you want to do is be cheering for the other side. Well, the good news is I made the playoffs and uh, we have a bye this week. So good reason to bet against Justin Herbert here in a buy low spot on the Titans. Uh, I am concerned that Justin Herbert's still going to have a good game against this Titans defense because they have no pass rush. They have no passing defense. They're giving up almost 300 yards a game in the air. But Herbert's kind of been on this weird little roller coaster lately. And uh, I'm playing against the L.A. defense here. They're terrible. They cannot stop the run. Derrick Henry also on that same roller coaster. You see moments of his glimpses of his former self and then nothing. And if he has a big game, Titans are going to win this one. And as I mentioned, they're much better on the road. They've covered five of their last six on the road. We'll see. Uh, Justin Herbert, please don't make me hate myself. Thank you. (laughs) I love it. I, I feel like everybody was expecting the Titans bounce back last week, right? Jags yeah. coming in. They own the Jags. They'll kill the Jags. 
Joe was on it in the contest in our group. I heard CT on it in the hustle for his best bet. So everybody got burned by Tennessee last week, expecting to bounce back. Now, like you said, they've lost three in a row going on the road. Chargers just look good against Miami in primetime. Love that even more. I, I like Titans a lot as well. Yeah, it's gross. Uh, I gave it out at three earlier on bet on it. Now it's three minus 120. You know what that means next? It's going to two and a half. If it goes to two and a half, yeah, you know I'll just be right back in there with those teasers. Yeah, you know where that sucker's going. Yeah, just that like money line. Yeah. And the Titans, uh, they're great money line as dogs anyway. I mean, one of, we talked about that's how the whole bad thing. It's like Rabel doesn't just cover as a dog. He just wins outright. Or he gets right. – he loses. Like, there, there's no in-between. Uh, this is, like I said, just a, a really buy low spot to play against the Chargers defense. Totally agree. All right. I think we're good. Kelly, thanks okay. for doing this. We, we Absolutely. love you. Absolutely. Love hanging out with you guys. Sweet. So good luck to everybody on their bets. Are going to take the Bucks with me? Oh, <laughs> I'm on the Bucks. That's, that's gross. That was the I mean, I guess you can talk me into it like in a contest, but I'm not playing it with my hard-earned dollars. Tom Brady hates his offensive line. And when I mean hates, like that's who he's breaking the Microsoft Service Surface <laughs> tablet over. He is pissed at those guys. Yeah. Chris, you going back to the well on Houston as double-digit dogs? Oh, they were so good. That was the easiest no sweat in the contest last right? week. I, was, I loved it. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm for sure with uh, Kelly. I love the Chargers are so awesome that you take them as a dog, fade them as a fave, like it. I don't know. Like the Titans. Oh, Matt, I, I want to take the Texans, but I hate I've seen historically and maybe this was just last year when a lot of favorites covered and, you know, the books took it on the chin. And now they're making it all back with all these dogs. When when a double a seventeen point dog hangs that closely and gives it their all and actually should have won if they punched that in they should have beat outright. I just feel like what if that was just their Super Bowl and now Chiefs come in I could see forty to ten or thirty five to. Yeah. We to had the same like discussion. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I mean, listen. I do you think I, I think mind you I only caught the red zone of that game so maybe I missed some stuff but I feel like. Lovey Smith just like shoved his hand down in his fat Santa sack and said, what can I come up with? that's absolutely asinine to try to beat this Cowboys team. He's like running a two quarterback system in the freaking NFL. Yeah. So I, I kind of wonder what else he's got up his sleeve against Kansas city, but Kansas City's defense sucks. We know that even the Broncos, Russell Wilson put up 28 on you. That was the big, Easiest play of my week last week. Plus yeah, and I didn't have the guts. Maybe. As a Broncos fan, I was like, nope. Easiest down 27 nil. 27 nothing. I said, we've got them just where we want them, baby. Let's go, Broncos. <laughs> oh, God. Shout out Cliff versus Hackett this week. That That's just going to be – I mean, just cue up the circus music for that one. Oh, my God. All right, God, we'll get Kelly out of here. I don't want to think about that. Okay. Kelly, we appreciate you. We'll yes, do this again for sure. Uh, follow all her stuff on Barstool at Wager Talk. Kmart, thanks for hanging out. Chris Duke, get us out of here with this. What happens sometimes when you bet on poop? You bet on Coppin State and, with Trig, and you get your ass kicked sometimes. Oh, and, no. Uh, you know, or maybe you bet on Matt Ryan. And This is Fade You.